Hello, hello, it's another Shed In Podcast, and I'm Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And everybody, we are talking about... I felt like The Simpsons. Hello, everybody. We're talking about week two of the Premier League. Also, I I like to call this weekend the big score weekend. Because there (laughs) were so many games where high scoring above three goal uh, differences. Um, We're going to start off with the Everton versus West Brom game. I, I, I don't know about you, Professor, but Everton's going to be a fun team to watch this season. Yes, I agree 100%. My boy Ames Rodriguez, he not Jaime, it's Ames Rodriguez. He, again, I mean, beautiful goal to open up his account, but uh, as well as what he did off, off the ball and on the pitch definitely makes Everton that much more exciting to watch. And to be honest, it's one of those things where when you go out and you beat West Brom 5-2, to two, um, regardless of how you did it or how, how, how the overall game looked, their team can score. But the problem with right now that Everton has shown... They can also be scored on. Yeah. So they're they're going in with the mindset of the way their offense looks and their defense looks to try to, try to outscore teams. Mm, yeah, not not that, a smart tactic. To that have. does not work in the Premier League, uh, at, at least longevity-wise, to win the, the league. You usually don't see a team that wins the league without having at least a decent defense. Yeah. Go go ask go ask the Liverpool team uh, that had CVG on it and see how that worked out for them. Outscoring, trying to outscore your opponent is it's a recipe uh, that is very volatile. And Everton, lo and behold, I mean, they started off the trend of a high-scoring goal game, but they also started another theme throughout the Premier League, which is Red cards <laughs> uh, with Kieran Gibbs, uh, ex Arsenal Gooner on the team knows way better. Uh, I mean, he was just trying to see the red. I, yeah, I mean that that was just, he is an experienced Premier League player. He played at at as top flight as you can from an Arsenal. There team. was a lot of red cards, this but weekend, though. there were a lot of red cards. And here's the thing, right? This weekend showed a reshuffling. Yes. For a while, for a while, we knew that people were abusing the way people were officiating or not officiating. And this weekend showed, and and kudos. I mean, if I'm going to dish out criticism to the uh, refereeing crew, I'm going to also dish out praises to them. This weekend, they showed that they are here. It's like they listened. They said, hey, you guys critiqued us up to the wazoo. So now we're going to uphold the, the, the letter of the law into AT, whether you like it or not. Not having fans in the stadium helped out. Not going to lie, though. Yep. Not going to lie. Still keeping my eye on Anthony Taylor. <laughs> oh, 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 Tony Taylor I mean, over here. He did issue uh, like two penalties in the yeah. game. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still watching weekend. Anthony Taylor. 
but we'll we'll move on. I, I think the Everton game was good. Um, but the next game actually, it's the same. It's the same issue. Leeds versus Fulham, four to three. Leeds can score goals. They've proven that. They've also proven they can't stop them. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> honestly, this was for. Uh, before I forget, Dominic Calvin Lewitt, kudos to your hat trick. Uh, Leeds and Fulham. This game, legitimately, the score line. The score line doesn't really reflect what we saw in the game. Like Fulham's Fulham did for large portions of this game did not have an answer for Leeds. Like I like what where I thought the game had ended was when the game was what? Um at this point it was four to one. Yeah. Yeah. When it was four to one, I'm like, okay, this just goes to show the 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 the, the lack of, of caliber on the team for Fulham. Leeds Leeds is gonna have a awesome time when it comes to the lower half of the team. What will, what will happen is, you know, they'll, I think they'll mix it up with the top te- uh, level but teams, no, no. which we saw against Liverpool. But for, the game ended 4-3, to three, guys. It makes it seem like Fulham was way in this fight more than they actually but, were. But on the stats, because of the full game, if you take the full game and put it into stats, again, shots. Fulham beat Leeds on shots 14-10. to 10. Shots on target. Leeds beat them seven to six. Yeah. Possession, fifty-one percent for Leeds, forty-nine percent for Fulham. Four hundred and forty-four passes to four thirty-eight passes. Pass accuracy actually went to Fulham at eighty percent. Yeah, Fulham they collapsed at the end of the game. Came back at the end of the game. It's almost like Leeds tried to celebrate too early. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean. Yeah, you have a 4-1 cushion. By the 57th minute, you have a 4-1 cushion. You're looking pretty. You still cannot rest in your laurels. You are in the premier... You're the top flight, guys. You're at the top. You cannot afford to do that. Because for every Fulham, there are hungrier... A Wolves team, we'll cover them uh, in a little bit, but a Wolves team... Against Leeds like that? Oh, destroys you, them. Yeah. Destroys Especially them. if you rest on your laurels there. Also, so now we're moving into the next game. I am not one to kick a devil when it's down. <laughs> I, I find myself this year being more humble than that. Oh, okay. So congratulations to your one transfer, Vanderbeek, for getting his first goal of the Premier League. <laughs> Congrats, Devils. Um, I am... Very laughing over here in the sense of Townsend and Zaha put over a 3-1 victory over you, Man United, after, you know, this is supposed to be your year, you're coming back. Also in the news today, Sancho, uh, Dortmund has stated Sancho is their player and he's staying in Dortmund. He's not going anywhere. So, Sancho, watch that game. Listen, Mikey B's going to prolong it. But I'm just going to cut to the point. Jaden Sancho watched that performance and said, you can't beat Ted Lasso's Crystal Palace? You you can't beat Ted Lasso's Crystal Palace, Man United? 
nah, son. Mm-mm. Not, mm, no, I'm not going there. They, again, I'm not, so, I don't know why I'm speaking so heated about this. Only, I think I am because of the fact that people seem uberly surprised at Man United. They have, their biggest question mark has not been the offense. Their biggest question mark has been Actually, the defense. And they've done nothing to bolster their that Their biggest defense. question mark is neither one. It's their entire team. No, no, it's, it's their management. It's their management. He's not a manager. He's no, no, not managing that team. It's not even just team. him. It's the management all the way up. Man United used to have like respect. In the UK, Man United used to have respect. Oh, they don't have that anymore. Nobody cares about Man United anymore. You are a name, so brands will still be there. And yes, you're backed by an American company. But th- well, that is their downfall. I think. I honestly think... That that is the downfall of that club. I think mixed with a little bit of like British pride. Like they no I mean kudos to you kudos to the Man United backroom staff. You're not gonna air out your dirty laundry. Kudos to you guys for having that solidarity, that thin red line there. But there's no investment in the infrastructure. I don't under I, again, this is telling. Sir Alex Ferguson could, could. I wouldn't recommend it for himself, but he could come out of retirement and try to take over this team. I mean, Kenny Dalglish did it for for Liverpool. But I, also, these are the same people that were making fun of Chelsea for bringing all of their legends back and giving them positions within the management team. You know why Chelsea did that? Chelsea did that because these people were already on their way on doing that job. We just saw that it would be better if they were doing it for us. Yeah, I mean, I think the all... Like, here's the thing, right? Chris Wilfred Saha had a point to prove. He had a bone to pick. I mean, the guy doesn't want to be on Crystal Palace. The most drama coming into this game was the fact that they were hoping that Crystal Palace would not implode. Like, all hats were going to Man United. So... Wilfred Zaha, who doesn't want to be at Crystal Palace, gets made the captain almost by default because they're, they have a whole bunch of injuries uh, in their leadership personnel. So he gets issued it, scores two goals on his former team. Andres Towson had a bone to pick. He scored against Man United. Man United conceded a penalty. Man United, and here's where we, we get into the, the train of, of Everton and then later on with the Chelsea game and uh, the Aston Villa game where this is a new world order when it comes to the referees. How many times have we complained about goalies jumping off the line? Well, De Gea jumped off the line. He he blocked the pet he blocked the uh the uh the shot. Guess what? The new letter of the law, retake. we're going to retake it again. Retakes it again. This time Wilfred Zaha takes it because and I completely forgot uh um on way you or somebody, I forgot what his name was for Crystal Palace. Uh, I was gonna butcher it anyways. Took the the world's softest penalty kick, <laughs> the softest penalty kick. Wilfred Zaha, I bet he was just like, like that's why I let you take this penalty. Forget that. I'm taking this. I'm captain now. Scores it in. This is a new thing. Play the Premier League teams need to be on watch out. I'm calling. Chelsea out on blast too. 
we'll cover Christensen's, but it is the same thing. Referees now are saying, fine, you're going to critique us on your bad, our bad decisions. We're going to double down and we're going to execute the law. And we will revise things and give harsher penalties. It, it's it's going to be a very unique season, yeah. especially since it wasn't Amar. No, it wasn't no. Manchester United. This is what this is what made me laugh so hard was because I'm watching this game, Manchester United, VAR United, seemingly last year all of these decisions went their way down to plays that weren't reviewed or were reviewed, and for some reason nothing was called against them, and so it was ironic that. The team that benefited so much from VAR got a taste of a new VAR rule and the enforcing of that rule with the penalty kick. De Gea, you can protest it all you want. It was clear and obvious that your foot was off of it. No one no one hates you for it. A lot of goalies do it. It's actually going to help people when we cover the freaking Liverpool game the in like, the future. The, the <laughs> likelihood of you blocking... Um, a penalty kick is lower now because there is no way of cheaping it anymore. But it is what it is. We'll move on to the next game, Arsenal versus West Ham. Arsenal wins 2-1 to West Ham. The game itself was a, it was okay. It wasn't anything to to really watch, to be honest. Where was Willon? Where was Willon? I mean, this game We've was, already said that. Yeah, We've already like, said Willon's going to have... So even with us, uh, Chelsea, and I love Willon to death, he will always have... Uh, a piece uh, at Chelsea. I, I love the guy. I love him and David Luiz. But Willon has this thing about he'll show up for some games and not show up for others. He didn't really show up for this game. Um, you can say they still won. Again, kudos to Gunners. They did their job. Yeah, they went out win. there and win. They beat the Hammers. Um, but there's no teeth, no teeth whatsoever. Like that game, it was a snooze fest for for the most part because it was it was old Arsenal at best. Guys, Arsenal had 669 passes to West Ham's 383 passes. Their their possession was 63% to 37%. But guess what? Their shots were only seven you mean, to West Ham's fourteen. They literally passed all they wanted to in front of the box and, and and before that box. But when it came to actually showing any teeth and penetrating in the inside, it was mean, lacking. You it mean was Arsenal lacking. being Arsenal? Yeah, it was. It was Arsenal being Arsenal. Yeah, they had beautiful passes and they passed a lot. And the, unless they could pass it into the goal, it wasn't going in. Right. I mean. I mean, like Lacazette and. Um, Eddie Nikita, I mean, beautiful goals, what they scored, but it was definitely a, it, it, see, it was embellished more as a solitary act of brilliance as opposed to a team effort, in my opinion. Again, 2-1, kudos solitary to one, of, but it's not, it's not, very, it's not well, a very good performance for Arsenal. Since you brought, uh, brought up solitary, um, somebody going solo, a.k.a. Our boy Son and Tottenham. Oh my gosh. Okay, Southampton versus Tottenham. The 5-2 whomping. I mean, Son whomping Southampton. Because they could not defend him. All Tottenham did. Okay, we're going to do a long pass to Son. We're going to do a long pass to Son. We're going to do a long pass to All of them went in. 
legit <laughs> so legitimately so, so, so Son had four goals okay so he he said Dominic Calvert-Lewin you think you're hot hold my beer let me score four goals on Southampton and to Mikey B's standpoint I thought I was watching Sunday 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 football. It Harry Kane was the QB, and he was just <laughs> bombing balls downfield. Your striker is bombing balls downfield to Son, and he was making Southampton. Pick. Your striker was your winger. Yeah. So here's here's what I have to say. Let's uh, let's compile this back. Southampton could. I mean, they could not. They didn't have any answers to that to that play style. It literally felt like Mikey B and I were watching the game and we said it felt like you were it felt like Southampton was your little brother playing Tekken and he found a button mashing that worked and just kept hitting those button mashing that that button layout and you just could not block it. You knew what was happening, but you could not do anything about it. It was a cheap it. move that you just kept doing over and right. over and over again because you're not stopping so, it. So Harry Kane wishes that somebody would feed the ball to him the way that he fed the ball, the ball to Son. Like I forget, like you would forget that Harry Kane is the striker. Now kudos to Tottenham because we said this, and we're gonna we're, we gotta stay consistent. That a title winning team needs to win pretty, and they need to win ugly. In all actuality, this is a five two win that was more ugly than it was. Pretty. Actually, I call it pretty ugly. Yeah. There were pretty moments, but God, this game was took, ugly. The goals were beautiful. I mean, so, again, Son's his ability to, to, to basically outrun the defenders. I mean, he's freaking Kid Flash over here, like, doing this. It was beautiful. Even Harry Kane's goal, it was a hustler's goal. It was a hustler's goal. He's like, finally, I, I got can, it. I can get a goal. But to be honest, I will tell you guys, with, with Bale coming back, their front three looks fun to if as long as Harry Kane can stay healthy for a full season, their front three will be really fun to watch. Their defense is bad. Yeah. Actually, this year in Premier League, I'm gonna tell you, it's whoever can keep their defense healthy enough and make right. the least that amount of mistakes. Was, Danny Ings, I mean, he scored a penalty and he scored he scored an individual effort. So the game ended two to five. It was a consolation goal towards the end there. Penalty. It's ironic because Ings was was toted as a potential potentially be courted to Tottenham. But the here's the, I watched the game five to two and remove the fact that I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm looking at it saying, man, Gareth Bale could not have come to Tottenham at a better moment because that team needs to outscore. Right now, that defense is shoddy, shoddy. Southampton was was penetrating that defense. If it was not for brilliant Hugo Lloris, please come to Chelsea uh, performance. I, I, the the scoreline would have been different. But Tottenham really did not have any other answers but booting the ball, and that's disconcerting because. Not every defense is going to be like Southampton. And if that's all you have, defenses will. Don't just, get too excited at a 5 2. That's I, all I have I'm to say. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to be very honest. When Tottenham plays Liverpool, Liverpool's line is so high up. Son's not going to be able to do that. He's going to be offside every time. Yeah. And they have the pace to run back. They, they do have, they have pace the pace, to get but back. he'll be yeah. offside every time. 
they they played that very well. You have to be very smart because Timo was called off sides multiple times just based off of that. Yeah, they playing any team like that, it's going to be rough for them. But we'll move on to. Uh, I'm actually. I, it was actually very fun to watch the Brighton versus Newcastle game. It was a three three zero for Brighton. The thing is, is our boy Lamptey is killing it. Oh my gosh, Lamptey! Uh, Kudos to him to going to another squad and really like. Right. shoving it in our faces that he is playing he was playing very well before he left we wanted to keep him yeah. he just wasn't he wanted to go and play and start somewhere and he was he's good but he wasn't starting material at Chelsea yet no and, and that, that's, that's what it comes out I ain't mad at the boy he, he wanted to play kudos Get, show that you're hungry which you're doing at Brighton again that's mouthwatering it is not too uncommon for Chelsea to come back, go ask Nemanja Matic. We bought him back. Go ask David Luiz. We went, bought him back. Let somebody else develop you. Because right now, his the the question mark that I have with him though is, or I had was the fact that, and this might be blasphemy from a Chelsea perspective, but Reese James gives you added bonus on the offense. On the defense, at times, he was he seems lacking. The Liverpool game exploited some of those uh, frailties. So I had a question mark about Lamptey. But, and I'm, I'm going to measure this because it is Newcastle. And, again, it just, this Newcastle losing to Brighton goes to show that West Ham really, 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 really needs to factor in. Because, before this game, West Ham, it looked like, oh, okay, maybe Newcastle got everything figured out with Andy Carroll and, and their Wilson, but no. not against Brighton. So it actually makes West Ham look even worse, the fact that they lost to Newcastle and now they're losing to Arsenal. So Brighton, but Lanty's defensive work rate was amazing in this game. I'm going to no. put an asterisk mark because it is against Newcastle. But he tracked back. Not only was he offensively a threat, but defensively he was killer. I, I, Kudos. He's a player I'll continue to watch uh, just because he was guess what? Chelsea. Another red card. <laughs> another red card. <laughs> another red card. Brighton still won, but another red card. The next game is the game that you know hurts mine and Xavier's soul. There wasn't. It wasn't the worst game in the world for us overall, just because we went down to ten men. But it's Chelsea versus Liverpool. With Liverpool going two over us, I just want to point out um, before we go into this discussion: first forty-five minutes of this game, Liverpool does not score, and that's including after our red card. They only beat us two-zero, and we were down to ten men, and we've created chances to score on them. They are not the unbeatable team that everybody puts them out to. Let's 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 talk. They're about very it. beatable. I, here's the thing, Christensen. This is what I was harking back to. De Gea got made an example of. Christensen, Christensen got made an example of. Before before this season, a defender does that play and knows. Okay, I'm going to get a yellow card. Christensen was expecting the yellow card. What he didn't expect was for them to review the play and give him a red and give him the red and kudos. Kudos, kudos, kudos. To the ref. He was not trying to play the ball. He wasn't. It was a red car offense. 
Chelsea, Chelsea fan through and through, but that's a red card offense. And this is, again, a wake-up call. And I'm glad. Let's keep it consistent. If you stop being consistent, then you're going to hear me. But this weekend, it seems that we were consistent. And this is a wake-up call. Players need to reset. That's why I'm not mad. Not mad at all. Well, I'm not mad about the Christensen thing. I'm mad about the Kepa stuff. Good job, Mane. Mane, you capitalized on two instances of individual brilliance. The first goal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta call out. I mentioned a little bit beforehand. Reese James, he was not paying attention. Lost track of his man. It was a free header into the box. Yeah, had to make that in. The second goal. Kudos to you again. That was a real good goal poacher's goal. Too bad Keppa dis- decided to do the worst thing possible when you have the amount of attention that Keppa does. Mane fe- intercepted the ball, scored. Good job to you. Liverpool, aside from those two instances, so again, so much like last season, Chelsea's own... Chelsea themselves are the product of their downfall. Liverpool, again, notches a win with Chelsea being the product of their downfall. So I will I will say this. They weren't able to score otherwise. Kepa as a Chelsea player, I do not want to see you ever again. I don't. I'd rather have Willie in the goal. Kepa as a human being, I feel for so much. Because as an athlete, he was trying to take everybody else's cues on what he should do, you know, be more aggressive, do more of this, and it's not in his characteristics. It's not the things he 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 is good at, and um, he made a lot of mental errors. And I think a lot of it's his young age as a keeper. Um, I don't think he can come back from this. I I already know for a fact that. Um, uh, Mindy was uh, at Chelsea doing his medical. I think he needs some competition in there. I actually, I do. I think this is possibly Keppa's last time ever coming out in Chelsea. I don't actually. I actually think Mindy coming in will create some competition there. I think we could see uh, Keppa resurgence later on in the maybe not this season, but in the later future seasons yeah. if he doesn't just pick up and leave. Um. I don't think he's a, the worst goalkeeper ever. I think he is young and makes a lot of mental errors. And I don't think he's capable of being a starting Premier League uh, goalkeeper right now. He's uh, the, the thing with Keppa is, and you guys know me, I've defended, I've defended Keppa a lot. This game, I, I agree with Mikey B. It looked like he... Is feeling the pressure and he's trying to he's trying to do everything he believes everybody here's the thing does he need to be those things yes he does I I I do think he needs to command his box and all that stuff so I'm not gonna say that he listened to everybody and it threw him off his game and he had a bad performance no I don't believe he knows how to do those things but he knows he has to do it and it's expected of him and he looked really bad i mean christensen saved him from a goal like don't get me wrong this our our defense actually our defense for the most part of this game played very well played very well 
again, Liverpool capitalized on two mis- on two Chelsea mistakes, and it wasn't like they were bossing possession, and then all of us and and they basically this one fluid motion, and boom, they they scored. No, I mean any other team, to be honest, with the ten man and the issues that we had during this game, beats us by more than two. For the goals. amazing team, for. For the amazing team that li- that you know, Sky Sports, NBC Sports want us to believe that Liverpool is, I mean, they should have really made us pay. I mean, they really should have made Chelsea pay, but they didn't. And we're well, missing a lot of pieces, guys. Yeah, we're not selling Kepa. I mean, I don't think we're selling him. I do think Mindy comes in. And I do think he uh, takes over the starting job. Um, I also, uh, I, I actually think this is the op, what Kepa is doing right now is the opposite of what I want Abram to do. And it's because you get rumors of a new player coming in that could possibly take your position and then you just stop being you. I don't want, I want Abram to be the tall, lanky striker that he is. Uh, I think he's still useful for Chelsea. Timo Werner, his pace and everything's good, but there are teams that you're going to need some physicality. You're going to need some height. And that's what Abram gives you. He gives you a way to change the game up. Yeah. Same thing with Drew. Drew said it best at the beginning of the season. I know that they're spending a lot of money on Timo. I know they're going to want to play him. But I'm a different type of striker than Timo. So I can play still for Chelsea, but just in a different way. Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, we'll see. Again, until we get until until Chelsea sign a keeper, you have to believe that Kepa is gonna be the the number one goalie. They could go to they could go to Willie. After that performance, I don't if if Mindy isn't fully signed and not fully ready by the time our next game comes, I'm I you might see Lampard put Willie in. I see. Here's the thing, though. You like we know, and, and here's the here's the interesting thing is we always have every team always has a rep, uh, has a goalie on backup. The thing is, Kepa got blocks. I'm not gonna say Kepa didn't block shots some of them weren't convincing and again i do not know what he was trying to do i mean i know what he was trying to do i just don't know why he was trying to do it like no one's ever no one's ever said man i wish keppa was better on the ball like no one's ever said like that's the one thing that i was like okay i see you trying to command your box you way overextended on 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 Salah and Christensen had to get you out of it, but no one ever said. At least I haven't said it. I haven't seen that many. Be, I haven't seen this be a critique of Kepa. I wish he was better on the ball. So he he just added to it. Like oh, oh, I don't want to beat a, a, a dead horse. The problem is this bad performance. It you got to think is going to feed into his psyche, into his ego. Which can only mean his performance will go down, but we'll see. Greatness is what happens. It's not when you make a mistake, it's what you do after you make the mistake. We shall see. And I'm hoping he gets better. I, I just don't have the same faith as I did last year. 
Uh, so we'll move on to the Leicester City Burnley game. Uh, not a bad game. Um, Leicester City, they should beat Burnley. They they do still have most of their pieces still there from last season. Uh, yeah, they no longer have Chilwell, but the majority of their team's still there. The four-two victory is it, it makes sense on paper. Um, so they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, same thing. Uh, like, would I have liked to have seen Leicester have a clean sheet? I would because, like, like when you start letting goals in from a lower level team, you you can only start to speculate what what could a a better team, a more uh, more attack minded, a more cohesive team do? But again, I agree. I mean, four two, good job. It's, I'm telling you, this year the Premier League title is whoever figures out their defense the best by the end of the season. Yeah, and it's kind of it's interesting. I I can't remember a time where I saw a, like a Premier League weekend where there were more than three goals scored in on one team alone in 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 a, in a single weekend. Like it's, it's almost every game. Yeah, this weekend. I mean, great, was, great for viewers. Great for the neutrals. I was. Uh, when I was watching it, great uh, for the American fans. Yeah, but for 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 you supporters, I, I know I feel for you. Like I mean, when I play, when my team plays a bottom level team, I want a clean sheet. I really want a clean sheet. Last year, I was in personal hell be, because of the lack of clean sheets that we got. I mean, it was it was horrible, and I still hold that true. You want you need to have those clean sheets against against the smaller teams. There's no reason why you should be letting goals in. So Leicester, you know, lock it up. A lot of teams have to lock it up. Chelsea uh, included need to lock it up. Aston Villa v Sheffield, aka another red card. Another another red card uh, in the game against something similar something that would be a yellow card offense reviews it red card I know the commentators are split on this stuff but I would much rather consistency like there was no consistency last year this year it's not perfect two weeks in not perfect but it seems a little bit more consistent than it was and if the players know what the, the, the terms are now then they'll play Tuesday's terms. Yeah. So if they if they know it's a red card offense, they won't do it. Right. This is like the learning curve weekend. It's again. That's why. That's why to me, Christensen. It's like it's a slap on the face, a slap on the wrist. Like okay, don't do this again. They're enforcing it now, so we gotta we gotta really go through. But Aston Villa, you gotta win. Great. It was a virtually lackluster performance. I mean, the fact that Sheffield United went down to ten men within 12 minutes of the game and you're only able to come up with one goal that is not speaking well now martinez on the other hand arsenal's a pickup uh, goalie that they picked up kudos to you buddy you might prove to arsenal that they will regret getting Let, like, you offloading go. you yeah that was a great pickup by aston villa but again 1-0 not looking too good once uh, Aston Villa starts playing the, the top half of the table. Now, going into the next game, it's the last game of the uh, the weekend, uh, which is today's game. It's the 3-1 three uh, three 
victory Man City put over the Wolves. And I will say it, Kevin De Bruyne's form from the end of last season rolled straight into this season. He looks good. Guys, this... Mikey B and I have said it. Man City, when you when you see it for the past couple of seasons, you look at the, the, the depth, you look at the roster on paper. If I'm just going on paper, this is the team that everybody should be afraid of, especially if they're firing on all cylinders, which, for all intents and purposes, to me, again, I am a Chelsea fan through and through. Man City... It seems to be in another gear than Liverpool is right now. I, I understand Liverpool. I actually haven't s- lost yet. Man City is the team to beat this year. I, I did, if yep. they can stay healthy. Yeah. The question marks are um, are uh, to be honest. The biggest question mark is does Kevin De Bruyne stay healthy for the entire season? When he is on that Man City side, they are a very tough team to beat. They have. Yeah. Very good depth, but Kevin De Bruyne does stuff on that team that no other player does, and it, I, him in the midfield is just crazy to watch. He's such a talented kid if he can stay healthy. Uh, uh, Jesus also played very well. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: like uh, this was a mouthwatering matchup. The Wolves had had Man City's number last season, so everybody was thinking, you know. Could, could they go for a three-peat uh, this year? Uh, who, on, this, on this on this case, it was not to be. Uh, Man City won three to one. Jimenez does what Jimenez does. He got a goal in there, so that's good. You know, even if you lose from a Wolves perspective, you want to make sure that your offense is is at least scoring. Now, you know, is it going to be enough? We shall see. Time will tell. Uh, when it comes to it, I mean, for for everybody thinking, you know, again, it's only two two weeks in. It's only two games in. Uh, so from from and you also have to take into consideration, Man City also had uh, an extra time off. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Manchester United did too. So uh, they they have a little bit of the fresher legs. Could have played against them, uh, considering the other teams. You know, could say, yeah, we had more time to play and practice and cohesive, but uh, Man City is still—they are still the team. Chelsea with the acquisitions, they could be a fun team, and they could be a dark horse to win it. I'm not going to take that pressure away because the amount of talent that we we've invested merits that. I'm excited every single game, but if I had to say on paper, in reality, who I thought had the best chance to win it is man city again we'll see if defense plays an ugly head and and they drop results because i'm not too convinced i would love to be proven wrong by liverpool i'm gonna put this on record i'm gonna put this on record i want you to go back and and listen i don't know if we're we're um premier league title winners this year i don't i actually don't see I, i do think we'll finish in the top four again I actually, I, I will go ahead and say it. What's today's date? The the twenty first. The twenty first. Twenty first of September, twenty twenty. I think Chelsea wins the Champions League this year. 
It's a, I mean, the players that we have, uh, the turn tournament of champions. I think it actually sets up because Chelsea is one of those teams right now that has so many unknowns and so many different like little things that I think we could pick up heat in the Champions League and take it all away. Yeah, it could be one of those weird seasons where we weren't supposed to win and. We come back. I, I just personally, for me, I don't. I I could see that happening easier than I could see a Premier League title. So what I will say is, I had a similar notion. So last year, let's let's think of it. Last season, last season, Lampard coming in. We only have youth. Uh, we we had the transfer bans. I thought the goal and the perspective was to get silverware from tournament play. Because at that on tournament play, it's the best team on the day, not the best overall team. I thought we were going to have issues when it comes to consistency. This year, even more so, I'm doubling down on the fact that I believe that we will prioritize tournament play, not just Champions League. I think we'll we'll prioritize all tournament play, and that will be the realistic achievement. It's not to say that we can't win Premier League. Um, but with a team that has, and here's the thing that I'm glad some pundits um, adhere to, not all of them, unfortunately. Ask the Galacticos, ask any level headed fan. They are going to know that buying talent is not the same as unlocking their full potential and getting them to play cohesively as a unit. All Chelsea guaranteed, and I think the Shedden boys have advocated for this, is that we have purchased talent. It will take time to see whether or not but they will be cohesive enough to be a full-out, out-and-out team. To put like this pressure that they must win it this year is absolutely absurd. But look at the talent we bought. And I also want to let fans keep this in perspective. These are all young, talented yeah, players. Some time to develop. The oldest player that we we purchased, if you take out Silva, is twenty three. Yeah. So like, get I in mean, that perspective. Our starting team right now, other than you take Silva away, is like twenty five to twenty three. Yeah. So, it it's it. It's going to be now. It, it looks crazy compared to all the other teams because not okay. Nobody else spent as much <laughs> as Chelsea did really this transfer window. But we didn't or, spend that much. We sold. We we, right. we we broke even, guys. Nobody splashed it around. Like nobody had more announcements than us, and like high profile announcements. So obviously, there's some some. Merit and I'm there. sorry, Liverpool. You can't because your people won't pay. Yeah, I players. again, sorry. Liverpool. I mean, you took 30 years to win a title. It's gonna take a while for you to build that clout again. The the clout that Man United has destroyed over the past 10 years. You need to build that up again. Kudos to you for winning the title, but I think, I think they are going to be exposed, and and there are there are already chinks in the armor, kinks in the armor that have been there. I do think it is Man City's uh, to win, honestly, but we'll see. It's a long season. It looks like it's going to be an. an 
it is going to be a gold-filled season. So for, for anybody who likes defenses, if the current trend holds up, go watch Bundesliga. You're into losing your hair this yep. season if you if you have it to be. Go begin watch with. Bundesliga if you want to watch defense. Yes. So that concludes another Shed and Boys podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, we're mixing up the format a little bit. So on Wednesday, we'll have another podcast. Discussing the weekend games. To discuss the weekend games, give match predictions. Because as you can see, I run my mouth on this one. <laughs> so like I always say, and Frank, we trust. And keep it footy, y'all.